Hi there, it's Rika, and this is the EMDEQ Power Podcast, coming to you from British Columbia, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. I decided to call this episode Rapid Transformation is Possible because it truly is. And it's all in the mind. So if you're feeling stuck in a cycle of unhealthy eating habits or addictive behavior patterns, stay tuned because my special guest for today, who is all about the mind, is going to really inspire you with his incredible transformational story. He lost 60 pounds, that's 27 kgs, stopped drinking and smoking immediately dealt with depression, anxiety, and avoidant personality disorder, and after overcoming his addictions, experienced such exponential growth that he is now teaching others to do the same. An empowering journey that will move your mind for sure. Before we continue, let's quickly get conscious of our mindsets. The conscious mind focuses mainly on information received from our five senses, and we use this part of our mind to think quickly and solve problems. The subconscious mind contains information and belief systems created after years of conditioning. For decades, we have been bombarded with unhealthy food and beverage commercials, and by constantly being exposed to it, we do not realize that we are transferring messages and thoughts from these commercials into our brains, wiring the subconscious mind with beliefs and molding our habits. When we eat emotionally or have addictions to sugar, alcohol, or other substances, the conscious mind is well aware. Okay, just one more chocolate bar, just one drink. The conscious mind is soon influenced by a cascade of thoughts transferred from the subconscious mind, leading to unhealthy beliefs and decisions. For example, a few more chocolates will be comforting and make me feel happy. Or, a few more drinks will make me fun and more sociable. Are these beliefs really true? No. After the havoc runs in the blood sugars, after engorging on all that chocolate, you bound to feel tired, lethargic, and have a low mood. After all those drinks, it could eventually slow you down, reduce the fun, and make socializing more difficult. So basically, habits form on a subconscious level. And an empowering point to realize is that you can break unhealthy habits by focusing on the unconscious mind. Speaking of breaking habits and conquering the mind, I am so honored to introduce you to my special guest, Thomas Suski, who did exactly that in a rapid way with amazing results. Thomas Suski from Denver, Colorado is an engineer of the mind, and you can find him online as The Mind Guy, as well as his podcast called The Mind Guy Podcast. Thomas is also a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and certified medical hypnotherapist after training with the Hypnotherapy Academy of America. Thomas has cured his addictions and unhealthy habits with the power of hypnosis and specializes in behavioral issues, life coaching of the unconscious mind, and self-esteem. 
He has dedicated his life to helping others break through their personal limitations and discover their truest selves by teaching them how to master the mind. Listeners, let's welcome Thomas Suski to share his story. Thomas, you have been a civil engineer, a design engineer, and now an engineer of the mind. What is an engineer of the mind, and how do you help people? First, let's start by defining what an engineer does. The most basic definition of an engineer is a person who designs, builds, or maintains a machine or structure. What's the machine here? It's your body but more specifically, it's your behavior. What drives the machine or what drives the behavior? It's your mind, but your mind works very much like a computer. It stores files, it processes data in a particular way, it generalizes, deletes, and distorts information, and your unconscious mind takes in millions of bits of information every second. You see, trauma and limiting beliefs are like a computer virus to your machinery. People who come to me no longer want to live the same patterns they've been living. Either it be a bad habit, the same romantic relationship that doesn't work out, low self-worth, weight loss, imposter syndrome, money blocks, trauma, and the list goes on and on. You know, people also come to me looking for a brighter future, which includes more confidence or fulfilling on their goals. The major tools I use are neurolinguistic programming or NLP, hypnotherapy, and timeline therapy. Most people don't realize that their unconscious mind drives their behavior. And if you want to make lasting change, you need to go to work with the unconscious. Otherwise, you'll be in the same place a year from now, five years from now, even 10 years from now. Think about how long you've had this issue for and realize you no longer have to suffer with it. Let someone help you free yourself from your own personal self-sabotage. That's why I call myself an engineer of the mind. How did NLP help you create lasting and permanent change, allowing you to reach your highest potential? First of all, NLP has the most comprehensive set of tools in working with the mind. NLP forces you to understand how your mind works and mind creates reality. Where you end up in life and your overall happiness and fulfillment are based on what is going on inside that head of yours. Why not figure out how to manage, manipulate, and change your mental programming? NLP has helped me operate my machinery. I understand on a deep level that there is one thing that drives my behavior. Emotions or in NLP they call them states. Bad habits are directly connected to these negative emotions that pop up out of nowhere. NLP allows me to manage my emotions in real time. Anytime a negative emotion pops up, I have a set of tools to address them in a matter of minutes. If I experience an internal conflict and have difficulty making a decision, I use parts integration. If I have a major negative emotion pop up, I use timeline therapy. If I have a minor negative emotion, I either collapse, chain, or fire an anchor. If I have a compulsion towards a food that's not good for me, 
I use the swish pattern. If I want to dislike a food that's not good for me, I do mapping across. If I think negatively about myself, I do belief change. If I'm lacking motivation, I work on my values. And all of these provide lasting and permanent change. And I've only just mentioned a fraction of the power of NLP. It's helped me reach my highest potential by no longer getting into ruts with severe negative thinking patterns. I used to get into these ruts for hours, days, weeks, even months at a time. Not anymore because I can change my state in a matter of minutes, allowing me to focus on my goals and my dreams and making the world a better place. I see many patients who try their best to eat healthily, but there's often a habit of drinking, smoking, or other addictions that cause a downward negative spiral. Sugar is also such a culprit for that dopamine hit and highly addictive. The idea of rapid transformation is so empowering. On your website, you state, free your mind from limitations. You deserve to have everything you want in your life and it doesn't have to take long to get there. I love that. Thomas, you have had social anxiety and was on antidepressants. You quit smoking, you quit drinking, and you lost 60 pounds. So many positive changes, absolutely amazing. Tell us a bit about your journey. How did you make that switch to quit smoking and drinking so rapidly? What is the secret to change? Roughly about 10 years ago, right after a challenging breakup, I found myself miserable, hating who I was, and had no hope for the future. It was a scary place to be because I felt like death was right around the corner. I've been in a lot of low spots in my life, and the thing that has always shifted my path was a decision. I went to a psychic, and he told me I'd meet my soulmate. The possibility of true love propelled me forward and I made a decision to become the best version of myself for this person I never met. I had to change my bad habits first, and that was smoking and drinking. I would go to the dive bar in my hometown, and there was a friend of mine I would see there occasionally, and we would smoke cigarettes out back together. But two times in a row, he shot me down. He said no because he quit. I was baffled to how he did it. And when he told me it took him one hypnosis session, it excited my imagination. I didn't think I could do it by myself. And now I had something that could help. I was ready to quit smoking. I hated it. I hated the smell and how other people would look at me as a smoker. I was an athlete, so it didn't make uh, much sense for me to smoke. I went to the same hypnotist my friend went to. And in one session, I was smoke-free. It took me two years after that to be ready to quit drinking, and right before my 31st birthday, I went back to him, and in one hypnosis session, I quit drinking. You want to know the secret to change? It wasn't just the hypnosis. Even though it helped me implant these amazing suggestions into my unconscious, and I really didn't think I could do it on my own. The most powerful thing you can do to create change is by making a clear decision backed by conviction. 
Most people make wishy-washy decisions with backdoor exits. I had to be prepared to give up smoking and drinking for good. Because if I wasn't, I would have relapsed like I did in my previous quitting attempts. There is nothing more powerful when it comes to change than a really clear, concise, and firm decision. The mind is truly fascinating. There's the conscious mind and subconscious mind and makes one wonder about free will. There's also the super conscious mind. Can you share what is the super conscious mind? The super conscious mind is the mind most people haven't heard about. Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of the few people who talks about it in one of his books called Becoming Supernatural. Let me begin by disclaiming that all these definitions of the mind are mostly based by theory and observation. What I'm going to share with you about the superconscious is also based on theory. But Dr. Joe Dispenza has science-based research when it comes to the superconscious. He considers it the mind of creativity and it oscillates at a higher frequency than any of the other brainwave states. I'm going to share with you a slightly different but similar explanation of the superconscious. I believe that our thoughts create reality. And how that works is our most energized thoughts travel to a mainframe computer or a hive mind. The way it does this is through the superconscious, which is located in the subconscious. Einstein, Tesla, Edison, and many other brilliant minds talked about connecting into the ether. And that's where their greatest ideas came from. The ether is this invisible space where all knowledge and information can be obtained. When you're in the brain state of gamma wave, you are accessing your creative centers. But what most people don't realize is that creativity is accessed through the hive mind, aka the ether. Many authors like Stephen King say it's not even him that's writing, it's something that's flowing through him. The difficulty with accessing the superconscious is when you have a lot of past trauma and programming stored in the subconscious. It almost suffocates the superconscious. So if you want better access to the superconscious, you must clear out your limiting programming from the past. And everyone has access to creativity. If you don't believe that, then at some point in your past, you made a limiting decision or belief that you are not creative. You can clear that very easily with the tools of NLP. We don't choose unfortunate circumstances, but we can choose our healing and our health. When you hit rock bottom and reached crossroads, you chose a path of personal growth and development. What did this entail? How did you work on yourself? My path of personal development and growth really started right after I hit bottom, where I made a choice to become an expert at life. The two things that were really beneficial were quitting smoking and drinking, and that was through working with the unconscious mind in hypnosis. Other than that, I spent the next six years after hitting bottom working on myself through self-help and willpower by throwing myself into uncomfortable situations. The way I did that was I spent a lot of time reading self-help books, reading a lot of articles online, documentaries, podcasts, and I learned a wealth of information. I also learned that knowing something doesn't make a difference. Learning something consciously doesn't make the change you're looking for. 
Even willpower, I discovered, is one of the hardest ways to create change. I threw myself into community theater and acting to overcome my fear of public speaking. And I did all these other extracurricular activities. I went back to school and got into the nursing program at the local community college. And I got into competitive volleyball, both of which to feel more comfortable in social situations. Unfortunately, after six years of working on myself, my anxiety in those situations did not diminish much. I was on antidepressants and diagnosed with avoidant personality disorder, where I would avoid social situations because of the internal shame and criticism I would experience. What sparked a huge shift for me was doing a three and a half day seminar called the Landmark Forum that caused me to quit my job, buy a van, rescue a dog, and travel the country. And on that trip, I found myself at the Hypnotherapy Academy. After that, in a two-year span, I did about 25 nights of, of the psychedelic ayahuasca, which works with the unconscious mind and provides tremendous growth. Then a year and a half after my hypnosis training, I did my first NLP training, and now I had the most powerful set of tools in working with the mind, and use them on a weekly and sometimes daily basis. Once I started working with the unconscious mind, I had exponential growth. The depression was no longer there. The avoidant personality was no longer there, and the learned helplessness was gone. I started to love myself by clearing the numerous core limiting beliefs and develop, developed a healthy self-worth. I'm a true believer that if you want to create change and want that personal development and growth, then work with the unconscious mind. Thomas, can you share what were some of the patterns of behavior earlier on in your journey? And what is something you know now that you wish you knew earlier? I spent so many years driving an hour to work and back, thinking a lot of negative things, primarily about myself. I'd get home and start drinking in front of the television, doing the same thing, thinking how I was a terrible person and such a loser. I would think about past memories and past mistakes and dwell on them, adding fuel to the fire of my misery. Even after I made improvements in my life and bettered myself, I still would engage with my thoughts and punish myself. I didn't realize until I was 37 years of age that my thoughts are not me. There's a great book out there called The Untethered Soul that explains this perfectly. The voice in your head is not you. Imagine living with an obnoxious and abusive roommate that won't shut up. The problem was I would engage with that voice in my head and believe everything it said to be true. A psychic once told me that I'm harder on myself than anyone has ever been in the history of time. So you can imagine the prison I created for myself. Well, the voice in your head is simply a collection of recordings from the past. 92% of your thoughts are recycled from the day before, and we have 50 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Those thoughts could be ideas and concepts that were conditioned into you through your parents, school, television, advertising, your peers, the internet, and media, or they're simply lies you've told yourself before. The one thing I wish I learned at a younger age was that the voice in my head is not me, and the more you don't engage with the voice, the quieter it gets, and life becomes more peaceful and enjoyable. Those thoughts are just made-up stories, and you don't have to hold on to them. The more you become a witness to your thoughts, the more freedom you have, because those thoughts, those stories you made up, are the source of your suffering. 
If you can detach yourself from your thoughts, you'll become a master, a guru, someone that other people want to listen to. I can't say it enough times. You are not your thoughts. And that's important to know. Unhealthy, stressful relationships can often lead to self-sabotage and unhealthy eating or addictive behaviors. Not only are you the mind guy, but you are also a true romantic in search of your soulmate and writing a book called The Greatest Love Story Yet to Be Written. I look forward to reading it. Thomas, what were the biggest lessons you learned in a relationship? I think it's so important to be aware of the decisions you make in relationships. I've created some difficult situations for myself in relationship based on decisions I've made. I stayed in a relationship for two years longer than I wanted to because of a decision. I promised myself that I would never hurt my partner. I made that decision early on in the relationship because she was there for me during one of my lowest times and I wanted to be loyal to her. This created a huge conflict inside of me. Deep down, I knew I didn't want to be in the relationship any longer. And because of that decision, I kept trying to convince myself that I could make it work. The way out of it was the worst way possible too. I thought I had this moment of clarity that I could make it work. I bought an engagement ring. I proposed. And that's when the panic attack started happening. It created a lot of pain for my ex and her family and myself. Right after that relationship is when I hit bottom. Be aware of the decisions you make and be willing to be flexible with your decisions. I also met someone who I thought was the one. Ever been there before? And that was another decision that created a lot of heartache. I was blinded to the truth that she really wasn't the one. And in fact, she wasn't what I truly wanted in a partnership. Decisions and beliefs distort, generalize, and delete information in your reality. You end up looking through a filter and certain things become blind to you. Only afterwards to be surprised. How did I not see that in the first place? Be careful of the decisions you make in relationships. So many things affect the mind. We spoke of relationships. Work stress is another area. Many people are stuck in a job that they do not love and are just not passionate about. I find this also contributes to poor health. With all the stress, there's lack of sleep, disordered eating, depression, anxiety, you name it. You changed your profession as well. You removed those mental blocks. Tell us about this chapter and what advice would you give for anyone who is unhappy at work and caught up in a job that they just do not love? I can't give you specific advice on this question. I can only share with you my personal story about this and you can take from it what you want. I worked as a design engineer and drafting manager in the concrete industry for nearly nine years. I wasn't passionate about it. Most days I hated it. And when I became a manager, I finally was getting paid a pretty good salary for where I lived. Patterns are difficult to interrupt because the unconscious mind loves the familiar. There was a lot of safety and security connected with my job because I gained experience, respect, and a good wage. Deep down, I knew there was something else out there for me and the one thing getting in the way of pursuing a new career was fear. And I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do. I even went to nursing school to find out near the end that it wasn't for me. The challenge is if you don't know your purpose in life, 
it makes it that much more difficult to get out of an unhappy work situation. In the weekend seminar I spoke of earlier called the Landmark Forum, I had this epiphany. I saw myself older, on my deathbed, having all these regrets in life, and realizing it was merely due to fear. I made a choice at the seminar that I was going to quit my job and move to Los Angeles to get into the film industry because I love movies and good TV series. Every step of the process was terrifying. Quitting my job, moving out of the area I lived for 35 years, and even traveling the country with my avoidant personality disorder was even more daunting. Even though I planned this amazing road trip, fear caused me to go straight to LA and figure that situation out. I only lasted four days in LA as I was constantly consumed with anxiety and overwhelm. I was afraid I was going to end up back in western Massachusetts with my tail between my legs. I ended up on a remote beach on the Pacific Coast Highway, and on that beach I had an idea to see a hypnotist in Seattle for my anxiety, which sparked me to go to New Mexico at the Hypnotherapy Academy, and after that I moved to Denver, Colorado. I love where I live, and I love what I do. Sometimes you don't know where you'll end up, but facing your fears, taking risks, and going into the unknown, those three things can lead to something amazing. I love the saying, health is wealth. It is for sure. Can you share with the listeners what are the five pillars of health which contribute to a healthy mind? Number one, get complete with your past. There are so many different ways to do this. But if you have memories that continue to pop up from your past, it simply means you are incomplete with those events and you need to learn from them. You may need to have some conversations with people. You may need to forgive and let go. And you may have to apologize for having to be so right about your point of view. The past will haunt you and the tools of NLP and especially timeline therapy will help you clear those past events very quickly. Number two, meditate. If you're neurotic, if you've given too much power to the abusive, annoying roommate in your head, if you think entirely too much and overanalyze, meditation is the answer and it will relieve stress and anxiety so you can experience more peace of mind. Get good at meditating. Number three, stop making exercise about losing weight and getting a sexy body. Exercise is all about feeling good. When your cells are happy, your mind is happy. Exercise is the easiest and fastest way to switch from negative thinking to positive thinking. Number four, eat healthy. Physiology is one of the main principles of NLP, and physiology determines your state. It determines how you feel at any given moment. If you feel like poo, then you won't want to do much of anything. Eating healthy will give you the energy and motivation to go after your dreams. NLP has the best tools for working with diet especially cravings and disliking foods you love. Number five, work with the unconscious mind. There are so many things out there that allow for rapid transformation and change. I'll give you the big five I use to get where I am today. The Landmark Forum, Hypnosis, NLP, Timeline Therapy, and Ayahuasca. I experienced exponential growth by working with the unconscious mind. In closing, what is your final message to the listeners of EMDEQ Power to uplift and empower themselves to reach their highest potential? And Thomas, how can people reach you? I just want to start out by thanking you, Rika, 
for doing what you do for the world. This podcast is important and you're spreading a wealth of information. I feel honored to be on it. I want to thank you especially for allowing me to spread my message. My final message for all of you listening. I've seen hell. I've lived in chaos. For over a decade, I endured immense suffering. It only takes one choice, one decision to shift your path in life. It's as simple as saying, I'm sick of what I'm doing. I want something better. I'm going to become the best version of myself. That decision alone will take you very far in life. As soon as you make that choice, your unconscious mind is going to move you to where you need to go. That's how powerful you are. And if you want to get there quickly, work with the unconscious mind. The tools of NLP and timeline therapy are the most powerful. I recently became an NLP trainer, and I'll be hosting my first practitioner training uh, with timeline therapy starting October 30th till November 7th here in Colorado. It's eight days long, Saturday to Sunday, and it'll be live and in person. My second practitioner training will be online and on the weekends. Uh, It's right at the start of the new year and a great way to begin fresh with the new year. It's both Saturday and Sundays for four weeks, eight days total, January 8th, 9th, 15th and 16th, 22nd and 23rd, 29th and 30th. And because it's my first trainings, there's going to be a significant discount. Or if you want one-on-one coaching, I have a rapid transformation program that clears your negative emotions, clear your core limiting beliefs, integrate parts, values work, and more. This is a 12-week program with sessions weekly. If you want to get more information on anything I just shared, I do free consultations, and you can sign up for one of those consultations at my website, www.themindguy.net. You can also follow my podcast. It's called The Mind Guy Podcast, and you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Thomas underscore The Mind Guy. Thank you so much for staying till the end and listening to my story and what I learned along the way. I hope it's helped. Thank you, Thomas. I'm so grateful to have you on my podcast. And what an amazing journey. Really makes one realize how past programming can really hold people back from flourishing and reaching their highest potential. But it's so uplifting to know that people can be guided to shift away from the habituated set of automatic responses, which they have been repeating for years, and can actually move from past pain and trauma to experience feelings of pleasure, peace, love, and happiness. It all starts with being clear about what you want and making a decision to change for yourself, for life, for love. Happiness is a choice after all, and know that if you're alive and breathing, anything is possible. Listeners, if this episode of EMDEQ Power resonated with you, and if you know anyone who needs to hear this right now, do share. Let's be a conduit for change and help others transform. Every day we are given small opportunities to make a difference to someone's life. Let's grab the opportunity. Let's create impact. 
There are over 90,000 listeners of EMDEQ Power. If each of you share to help five people, and those in turn share with five others, we can make a massive impact on people's lives. As Ronald J. Sider says, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. And together, we can change the world. Let's move minds and help change lives. Thank you for tuning in to EMDEQ Power. Do subscribe to my podcast and share. I always love to hear from you. You can reach me on my website, www.rikadietthenumber4wellness.com or email info at rikadietforwellness.com. My book, The Empowered Mind Diet Equation, is available worldwide on all platforms and the audiobook is available on audible.com. Stay tuned for more episodes to help you eat well, think well, feel well, and rewire your brain. With love and virtual hugs, Rika.